Sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now, Lord, I want to live for thee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
are the words that you find there. When they heard, when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And it said to them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do as touching these men. Before, far before these days rose Thaddeus, boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves who were slain and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him 
and he also perished. And all, even as many obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. Amen. I want this morning just for a few minutes to talk from this subject. Wise counsel from an unlikely source. <clears throat> Wise counsel from an unlikely source. As a child, and even as a teenager growing up, I would often find myself in trouble because sometimes when I was supposed to be running errands, I would find myself distracted and I would find myself sitting on the porch with some older person gleaning from their wisdom. I was just that kind of child. I liked to be around older people and their stories were fascinating to me. And strangely enough, some of the wisest and most useful information that was ever shared to me as I sat on the porches with so many older people, some of the most wise and useful information that I ever got growing up or at that age was from a man who was known to be the town drunk. Yes, <clears throat> much of the time he was drunk out of his mind, but on a good day. The words that he spoke was full of wisdom. And the lesson that I learned is that sometimes wise words can come from unlikely sources. Are y'all hearing me? So it is here in the book of Acts with these wise words coming from a Sadducee, coming from an enemy of Jesus. As we open the book of Acts, as we open the book of Acts, we see the church's beginning. Movement of Jesus, this movement of followers of Jesus, though it was new, it was taking root and it was growing fast. The apostles <clears throat> have, uh, have followed the instructions of Jesus and they have waited in an upper room and Jesus kept his promise to send them a comforter. It was there in that upper room, it was there in that upper room that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And while the movement, while the movement that started in the upper room, according to the word of God, while it started in the room, it spilled out into the streets. 
And it was such a lively and such an exciting movement that they were accused. They were, they were so, so jubilant and so much was going on in that crowd of folk until they were accused of being drunk. Read the story. They, were, they said, these people are drunk. And I love, I love the way Peter defended them, that, that, that claim. They said, these people are drunk. Peter didn't argue. He just said, it's too early. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Anyway, Peter, Peter, Peter says, it's, it's just 9 o'clock in, in the morning. Peter preached. And 3,000 souls accepted Jesus Christ that day. The movement was on fire and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the people were witnessing signs and wonders that said, this thing here is the real deal. These apostles are indeed representative of the Most High God. Every day, more and more people were joining this new movement and it was growing so fast and growing so large that people yeah, began to bring gifts and bring support for the movement. They were selling what they had and they were donating the funds to the movement so that nobody would have to be in need. Are y'all hearing this? The Bible says that they had all things in common. Today they would call that socialism. <laughs> but according to the word of God, they had everything. If I have, you have. They had everything in common. One believer named Barnabas, one, he, he, he sold some of his land. He sold a piece of land, donated every bit of the money to the movement. It was a great time to be a follower of Jesus. Spirit of God was working so powerfully at the hand of the apostles that people were witnessing signs and wonders. Sick folk were being brought, being brought from surrounding cities and and, and they were being brought, laid down, just so that the shadow of Peter could pass over them. And according to the word of God, the power of the Holy Ghost was so strong that when people, when Peter would pass by and his shadow was cast over sick folk, sick folk were getting well. This was a powerful, powerful time. You would have thought, you would have thought that during such a powerful time and everything going so well, you would have thought that everybody would have been happy. You would have thought that everybody wanted to join in to this great celebration. But chapter 5, verse 17 says that ain't what happened. It says that in the midst of all this celebration, in the midst of all of this joy, jubilance, everything that was going on, it says that the high priest, and those who were with him, Sadducees, all of this going on, it said they were filled with indignation. They were mad about it. Couldn't stand what was going on. So much so that they had these apostles thrown in jail. Read your Bible. 
had them thrown in jail and they were preparing to bring them to court on the next morning. Look at it now. It's in the evening. They're thrown in jail. We're going to try them first thing in the morning. But when morning showed up, they sent the guards to go get them out of jail and they were not there. Sent the guards to go get them. And according to verse 19, according to verse 19, sometime during the night, the angel of the Lord showed up, opened the doors, and set them free. Let me just pause here to throw in a point. Don't miss that. They thought they had them locked up. Y'all hear me? Anybody ever been there? Folk thought they had you locked up. Thought they had you, but somehow God moved. Y'all hearing me? They, they, thought you had, they thought they had you locked up in a cell of guilt and shame, but somehow God showed up. They thought your financial situation tried to lock you down. Y'all ain't hearing me. Troubles and trials thought they had you on lockdown, but somehow God just turned you loose and set you free. But, but somehow, God brought you out of it. No wonder David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Now watch this, watch this. They were set free during the night. The angel came, showed up, opened up the doors, let them out. Did they run? Did they escape town? No. Read your Bible. They went right back to the temple. Started doing the same thing that got them locked up in the first place. And back to the temple teaching and preaching Jesus. They sent, uh, the, yeah, they, they gathered for court that morning. They sent the guards after them. And yeah, yeah, and, and when the guards got there, they said, don't know what happened, but they're not at the jail. It's sort of comical when you read it. Somebody showed up and said, you know them folk y'all locked up there at night? <laughs> they, they down there in the temple preaching. <laughs> y'all hear them? So they sent to get them. Bring them from the temple, bring them from the temple to bring them to stand trial. When they got there, they brought them up into the courthouse and they brought them in there and they stood them and all of these people are standing around. All of these people are there waiting on the trial. So here these preachers walk in and they see a crowd. <laughs> and guess what they did? They started preaching. They started telling the same story that got them locked up in the first place. They were telling them the story about Christ and him crucified. They were telling the story about him risen from the grave. But they also reminded these folks, y'all are the ones that killed him. <laughs> that, that made them mad. That angered them. Verse 33 says that, when they heard this, they were enraged and they wanted to put 
them to death. But yeah, yeah, they, they, they wanted to, they said, look, we, we need to just go ahead and execute these folks. Want to put them to death. But there was one man on the council. One man among the council. His name was Gamaliel. Bible says that he was a noted teacher. He was highly regarded among the people. Note now, this man was not a Christian. This man was not a part of the church. He was not a part of this Jesus movement. He was just speaking as one who had studied and knew the history of this movement. Not say, didn't, didn't believe. But he was just talking because he knew a little something about this movement. He said, in essence, he said, wait a minute. Y'all getting ready to kill these folks. Y'all need to hold up a minute. We need to hold up a minute. Y'all need to be careful how you handle these men. Be careful how you lay your hands on these men. Then he began to give them a little history lesson. He said, uh, y'all remember a fellow named Thaddeus? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember him just a little while ago? He rose up claiming to be somebody great. And you remember all those folk got behind him? But when he was killed, the whole movement fell apart. Then he said, let, let me point, let me give you another case in point. He says, uh, you remember another movement. Y'all remember Judas of the Galilean? Y'all remember he rose up and he started this movement, had all this crowd of folk behind him. But you remember when he died, the crowd scattered. So I recommend that we leave these men alone. I recommend we leave these men alone because based on what I just told you, if this movement is of men, it's going to do the same thing that these last movements did. If this movement, if this movement is of men, it'll do just like the others. Uh, it will fall apart. But now, listen to this. This is the wisdom of a non-believer. He says, but if this movement is of God, yeah, you ain't going to be able to overthrow it. This, this is an unbeliever here. He, if, this thing, if God's got something to do with this, y'all are just wasting your time. You will not be able to overthrow it. Well, my brothers and my sisters, that's wise counsel. Look at the wisdom in his statement. Look at the wisdom in his statement. Thaddeus died and his movement fell apart. Judas, the Galilean, he died. And his movement fell apart. But when the leader of this movement died, y'all ain't hearing me. 
When the leader of this movement died, the movement did not fall apart. As a matter of fact, it got stronger. Y'all hearing me? You see, he's saying to them, these folk are followers of Jesus. And he did die. But his story is a little different from the rest of them. Let's put it this way. He died, but he ain't dead. Y'all, I'm about through. I'm about through. He, he didn't just talk about his power. This Jesus fella. He didn't just talk about his power. He demonstrated his power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to a cross. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. But after three days. Three days in the grave. He got up from the grave claiming not just to be a powerful man, but he claimed that all power, all power in heaven and earth has been entrusted into my hand. I'm telling you, fellas, this is a different kind of movement here. I'll tell you, gentlemen, there's something different about this movement here. But then Gamaliel, carries his wisdom just a little bit further. He says, read it right there in the Bible. He says, if you're not careful, you might find yourself in a position of opposing God himself. If you're not careful, you might find yourself in a position of opposing God. And he's saying to them, I'm a teacher. I studied this thing. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear me. You, you, you don't, I've studied God. You really don't want to mess with this one. You see, this is the same God that stepped out of nowhere, grabbed a handful of nothing, and formed the earth. You don't want to fight this one. This, this is the same God that dried up the Red Sea so his children could cross on dry land. You don't want to fight this one. This is the same God that stopped the sun in mid-air so his children could fight a battle. You don't want to mess with this one. This is the same God that locked up lion jaws. This is the same God that showed up in a fiery furnace. You don't want to mess with this one that put flesh on and came down to show men how to live, but he also came to show men how to die. My brothers, y'all don't want to mess with this one. Oh, my brothers and sisters, as I go to my seat, let me tell you something. This is my God. This, this is a God I serve. This is a God that walks with me and he talks with me. This is the God that speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet that the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing right now. This is my God. He walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own. Y'all ain't hearing me. This is my God. I trust him. Wherever I may be. 
upon the land or on the stormy sea oh come what may from day to day my heavenly father he watches over me i wonder if i got a witness here i trust in god yeah i trust in god wherever i may be i trust in him he's mine and i'm his and even the world even those who don't believe him they've got to acknowledge that he is god and that beside him there is none other i'm giving you wise counsel wise counsel from a man that was not even saved but he had wise counsel and today i want to present this same wise counsel to you you need a savior you you, you need a savior in times like these you need a savior in times like these you need to be sure you need to be very sure you've got an anchor that holds grips the solid rock while I'm standing here let me just invite you let me just invite you you never know who's in the house never know who's in the house you never know what kind of a relationship you may have with him but I come today to offer you wise counsel. You need a savior. You need to accept him today. The word of God is clear. If I will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. If you're in here today and you have not accepted him as Lord and savior of your life, if you're in here today and you have not connected with a church home and you need a church home, you do need a, a body, you do need a church home. If you're here today, I want to offer you that opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're here today, I want to give you an opportunity to become a part of this family. If you're here, if you're here, let me just invite you let me just ask you wherever you are just bow your heads right now in prayer just bow your heads while somebody is trying to decide while somebody now is trying to make the most important decision that they will ever make and as the church prays let me give you the opportunity you're unsaved and desire to come to Jesus today just get up from where you are and just come stand right here. If you're here today already saved and don't have a church covering and desire to become a part of this church covering, let me just invite you to get up from where you are and just come and stand right here. Why don't you come? The church is praying. The church is praying for you. The church is praying for you now. Won't you come? Won't you come? Yeah, 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 yes. This is your opportunity. This is your...
you're not in the sanctuary, maybe you're in your own sanctuary, in your sanctuary of your home, on your job, wherever you are, if you're listening, the invitation is still good. Invitation is good. You will be furnished with a number. You need to call that number and say, right now, I want to be saved. I'd like to become a part of that family, the family of God. So I'm now I offer you the opportunity just to call in. Call in. Turn life around right now. Yeah, yeah, yes. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your aim, your anchor holds and grips the solid, yeah, solid rock. Mm -hmm. This rock is Jesus. The only one. This rock is Jesus. The only one. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds. The solid. Oh. oh, yes. I praise this morning. Give God praise in the house of the Lord. Give God praise wherever you may be. Thank God for the testimony of Gamaliel, a source that would not be a source that we normally would trust. But anybody who understands who God is, is a source that is a good source. All right. oh, yes. Gamaliel knew that the same God that opened up the Red Sea was the same God who could take any movement and bring it to shame or bring it to success. So I want to thank God again. Thank God again for the word of God. That is for the people of God. Amen. Just a couple of uh, notes. I uh, want to make sure everybody knows that the doors of the church are open. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands for that. Doors of the church are open. We, we want to make sure that everyone who wants to come into the house and worship comes into the house for worship. And in doing so, we just simply ask that everybody who comes register. Is that all right? Is that all right? Amen. Somebody give God. Yeah, is that all right? Yeah. The house of God has always been an open house to anyone who feels led to come. And so even in now, even in times like these, the house is open. We just ask that you go 
to website the church with zeal.org and register and you can come and be a part of the worship amen 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 we have our youth and child of the month amen amen youth and child of the month our youth of the month is mr chase watson amen chase stand up because you're in the building amen give chase amen amen Amen, amen. And our child of the month is Sienna Dennison. Amen. Sienna Dennison is our child of the month. Amen, amen. I don't thank God for both Chase and uh, Sienna. Um, we have Christian education um, experiences for all of us uh, in, in the house of God. For Weekly we have um, our Wednesday noonday study that begins at 11 a.m. our Wednesday nightly study that begins at 6 45 p.m. and also our children and youth study that begins at 6 p.m. every Wednesday. I want to thank God for that. We ask that you would continue to be in prayer for those in our house who are dealing with not only sickness but also bereavement. Um, we do express deep sympathy this week for uh, to our brother Demetrius Morgan, the passing of his mother, uh, whose funeral was held uh, on Friday. Amen. So lift up a prayer for brother Demetrius and keep him in your prayers as he goes through this period of bereavement. Amen. Amen. We want to thank God uh, for all of you for your giving, for your stewardship in giving. Um, wherever you or however you give, we want to thank God if you're giving virtually. We want to ask you to keep on giving virtually. If there are those who bring your gifts to the church on this morning, we thank God that you can on your way out. Uh, there is a receptacle waiting for you to give there. As we say weekly, when we give in the local church, we give to the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, to continue our safety as we move from this place and as we give a benediction, we ask that you would uh, exit to my left and your right through our doors here. And if you would, continue to fellowship on the outside. Amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor Haynes. Amen, as Pastor Jason We are. We've come to the point, and uh, we have always said this, we've come to the point now where we are able and we are ready to start bringing people in as they feel comfortable coming in. I want to make sure that all of you know that we've, we've, we've followed all the precautions. Our ventilation systems, we have upgraded and we've done everything we can with ventilation to make sure that ventilation systems are right. We've, we're still going to acknowledge uh, our distancing. We're going to do all that we can to keep everybody safe. We're going to continue to do all we can to make sure our temperatures, we're going to do everything that we can to keep us safe. But it's time now for us to come back together. Those who desire. Amen. Our desire, our desire, we realize that we still can't do it like we have done it. We can't pile on top of each other. We know that. But we're going to do what we can to begin to bring us all back together. I've heard all the studies and 
all the smart people doing all the studies, they're saying that there are some people who ain't going to ever come back to church. That's what they say, and I don't know. It may be true, but they're saying that there are some people who have enjoyed this time off. They ain't going to ever come back. But I, I was reading in the Bible where Jeremiah said he wasn't coming back either. <laughs> Some way and somehow he he, missed, he stayed out a little while, but all at once something rose up in him. He said, I can't do it. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. And I just believe that church folk have fire shut up in them, and they may stay away for a while, but sooner or later I believe that there's just a need to come back to be a part of the body, to be in the body. So... Those who are already coming, thank you, and I want to make sure that everybody knows we're opened up for you as you feel comfortable to come into the house of God. It'll be a little bit different. Uh, people will be telling you where to sit and where not to sit, uh, but we're going to have to live with this for a while because we can't lose our minds. We've got to go ahead and be as safe as we can be. So I ask continue to register so that we can regulate the crowd and uh, if need be whatever we have to do to make sure that we regulate we'll do that we're going to make sure that we continue to uh, check temperatures whatever we can do one of the things that i did uh, in the beginning we didn't know what was going to happen two years ago we didn't know how this thing was going to turn out uh, we knew that people were getting sick we knew that it was sort of hit or miss but thank god we never missed a sunday <laughs> We kept right on going. We've kept right on going. One of the things that I did during this period was I called up a wonderful friend of the church, uh, Pastor Jason Brown. Uh, he was here one Sunday, just came to visit one Sunday, and he, I grabbed him, wouldn't let him leave. I said to him, I said, we, we need your help. I, I need your help. I don't know where this thing is going. We don't know what's going on and how long it's going to last, but we really need your help. He graciously came and agreed that he would do whatever needed to be done, that he would come and help. And I thank God for you. I thank God for that spirit. A lot of pastors, you know, your pastor in his own right. Y'all bless the Lord. A lot of pastors would, they would think it was beneath them to come and help somebody else out. He has his own ministry, but we thank God that he thought it not robbery to come help us out. So I wanted just today, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Brown. Pastor Brown, come here. Got something for you. Amen. We just appreciate all that you have been. And as we, to help us get through this, you are a friend of this church, always have been. And we don't expect that to stop. Amen. We always want you to be a part and a friend of this church, and we look to see you every, anytime, anytime we look up. We, we, we just appreciate, but we just appreciate your stepping in here and doing what you've done and, and blessing us like you've blessed us. God bless you, sir. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Now, we got, we got a double blessing. We didn't realize, no, we don't give him him. <laughs> his wife, his wife has been with him every step of the way. Amen. It's just been a blessing. And we just want to let you know that we just appreciate you hanging with your man. <laughs> amen. That's all. We just want you to know that. Amen. Amen. We just want to thank you both for your faithfulness in helping us to get through this period. God bless you, sir. All right. Where's that grandbaby? <laughs> God bless you.
God bless the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. It's just nice to be nice. God bless you. God keep you. Here's our prayer. In the book of Colossians, letter to Colossians, said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart to God. We want to thank God again for Minister Brown. Give God praise for Minister Brown for his singing for us songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. If you would, just rise to your feet. God be with us till we meet again. God be with you. May God, may he be with you. couldn't let this morning pass without just thanking God for Mother Maddie. Mother Maddie is in the house. Y'all bless the Y'all bless the Lord. We are just glad glad to see you in the house. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Now unto him who's able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, be glory, be majesty, be dominion, and be authority. May it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the people of God said. are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048. 
or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.